Hey everyone, I'm L. Jones, host of An Average Fan Podcast and the In-N-Out Hoops Podcast. You can find these shows currently streaming right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Number one rule, continue, and always remember to rate, like, and subscribe to get notifications on when new episodes are out. Now, everybody, the moment you've been waiting on. The show. This is An Average Fan Podcast with your host, L. Jones. We'd like to welcome you back. Welcome you back to an average fan podcast. Your host, Dale Jones. Got a banger today. We're going to get into a whole bunch of sports. I got my main man, Jay, with me. What's going on, Jay? What's up, man? Hey, ain't nothing, man. Just oh, NBA season's over, man. Nuggets had their parade today. We're going to talk a little little. John Madden football, just just a little bit. Uh, college football, EA Sports, man. Talk a little boxing, Timothy Lopez. Where is the best landing spot for CP3? We're going to get into that. Got some Zion. He's been trending heavy, so we'll give him a little energy. And is the league going European, y'all? I think this is a, this is a question... That has to be asked. And we're going to get into it here on the Average Fan Podcast. So thank you for coming out, listening, supporting. Remember, always rate, like, and subscribe to the podcast as we get into this thing, man. Man, how your day been, though? It's been cool, man. Man, i tell you one thing. The older I get the more I realized I should have wanted to stay a kid forever. <laughs> Don't even talk about it. <laughs> <sighs> Man, I, I'm telling you, I was so ready for responsibility. So I thought. Yeah, you thought you was. I thought I was. When we were going to school, they never teach you about these things in life, right? Like, they teach you about money management and all that, but just time spent and all this other stuff that you have to do in life, especially once you have kids. The journey is fun, but boy, I don't think none of us were really prepared for it. <laughs> no, no. Oh, man. So to spare everybody from the kid talk, y'all, Madden got a new cover. Y'all know when the summertime hits, this is what we have. So we got Josh Allen as the cover athlete of Madden. You feeling it or nah? I'm not feeling it. I would have rather seen quarterback from the Eagles. Ooh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. I I think he's more deserving of a cover at this point. I can agree. Breakout year, stellar performance. Like, come on, man. Why not? And here's my thing, right? I know that Josh Allen is trendy, but Jalen Hurts, Super Bowl, was he not playing against what they say is the best quarterback right now, the face of the league, and Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. Haven't seen Josh Allen get to that point yet. Heck, most people even say if we could have saw maybe Joe Burrow. Yeah. 
Joe Burrow would have been know, a good one. They, I guess they're going for who hot. You know, I get it. But either one of those other two, I feel like, would have been a better pick, you know. But, hey. And, and why we spend so much attention on just the cover athlete, what is one feature you want to see brought back to Madden? One feature, let's see. Um, I want to see the fullness of the hit stick come back without the delay. Ooh. Just a real full-on hit stick it, like it, they had when it first came out. It does seem to uh, stick, so you say. Yeah, they, they, they buffered the hell out of it. But when it first came out, it was real life. <clears throat> like, I mean, the hit stick was very impactful, especially if you knew how to use it. Because if you needed a fumble, if you need, if you called the right play, if you called the right blitz, and you got that linebacker or that or that safety just right hit him right where it's man, game changers, man, game changers. Some yeah. whole momentum shift. Oh, and that's another thing. I would, I like what they do in NCAA with the momentum swing. Now, I wish they would kind of put that in Madden too. I do agree. Um, they have something similar to that as a momentum swing, but it's kind of like when you're either when you're at home, what they'll have is the meter on top. Uh, when you when you get out there, you start gaining some momentum. You see your bar go up, so. That's more so for the home crowd, but definitely, like you said, gotta. I think that'd be an awesome feature. I speaking of college games, man. So we were supposed to get NCAA football next year for the first time in over a decade. We have not had this game, and that was due to the college athletes not being able to be paid for their name, image, and likeness. Now, here's the thing. We have NIL. We have that now. But it is a delay. And check this out. So EA was going to offer $500 for all college players to be featured on the new game. Do we, do we feel like that is not enough for the money they're probably going to generate off of these games? No, no way. No way. You know, I mean... Historically, they've been getting robbed, and they and they still trying to rob. I fully understand, man. They putting they, you know, they out there putting it on the field every week. You know what I'm saying? It's their likeness being shown. Why not compensate them a little bit more? A little bit more. Some royalties or something, right? I mean, here it is. Uh, yeah, just give them some equity in the game. Right. You I, know, I I'm with that. Percentage of the chairs or something like. To throw out that number, just five hundred dollars, like. You're going to make so much more than that. And then it's not like you're paying every collegiate athlete. You're only paying the athletes that are featured on the game. Right. But, yeah, oh, they, man. They, you know, but, you know, I I don't know what it is about college where they just really don't want to share with the actual players. I don't understand it. I mean, maybe because they all not like NFL elite players, but still, man, that that whole – it just generates so much money. It's enough to spread around. And, and I get it. They want to keep it, as in a sense, like amateurism. But here's the thing with that, right? When you're, when you're actually having these guys go out here cross country, right, travel to play other schools, 
the college marketing these players. I mean, it's about time. And here it is. The players now are receiving it, but we have a quote unquote players association in NCAA, which most people didn't know existed. Now trying to boycott this game and it's got a lot of gamers out there mad now. I know this is a sports show, but this is a sports game and everybody mm -hmm. loves games. Let's be honest though. So it hurts because I love EA sports, man. I love that game. I love NCAA football. To be so close <laughs> to getting it back and then now having it yanked away from me, it, that hurts. Hurts, man. Hurts. Hurts yeah. my feelings. <laughs> I, I still don't know why they stopped making them in the first place. Is it, is it part of because of the players wanting to get paid or is it something else? Yeah, so some Northwestern players actually wanted to be paid and some other collegiate athletes wanted to be reimbursed for their – well, let's just be honest, their name, image, and likeness. Even though their name isn't fully on the jersey on the game, you still have this number, and you know who this character represents in the game. So why not? Why don't they negotiate, give the players, any player that's portrayed on there, give them some, some sort of equity in EA Sports? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because let's, let, let's and, and y'all who have tuned in for the sports we're gonna get there right but let's just break this down for a second let's not act like let's take fortnite right fortnite's one of those games that everybody loves but they have so many add-ons right you have to spend yeah. so much money on add-on imagine what ea is gonna do to this college football game like imagine the doubt the jersey the different jerseys you're gonna be able to download like the campus modes you're gonna make so much money <laughs> in just Adding on to the game itself, the 500s is like a slap in the face. Yes, it really is. And, and it's sad to say, but we kind of live in a time where I don't care who you are, one income may not ever be enough anymore as we know it. Like, so even the football players have to figure out other ways to use their likeness and brand themselves. And to just be robbed like that is a crime. So... You know, ultimately, I feel like EA is going to lose. You know, they're losing more so than the players are if they don't get this together. Correct, correct. Speaking of getting things together, y'all, we know we just crowned an NBA champion, right? The Denver Nuggets, they had their parade, y'all. Great event, great event. So Mike Malone went on the Pat McAfee podcast and – Took a subtle shot at LeBron when he mentioned on the podcast that he was going to consider retirement. <laughs> Dude, now, for those who might not know, Mike Malone in this Lakers series had been real vocal about the lack of attention that his team was getting. Right. He's talking about everybody's not talking about us. They're not talking about how we were the best team all year and. You know how we got Jokic. Everyone wants to talk about the Lakers. They sweep the Lakers. Social media erupts. LeBron is the phony goat. The Lakers, yada, yada, yada. So you have this back and forth battle between the rest of the world the rest, and versus the West Coast, right? Everybody who's a Laker fan. Needless to say, all this is still going on. And guess what else is going on at the same time? The NBA Finals. Denver wins, which... Most people felt like once they got past 
the Lakers, obviously, or the winner of that series, would have won the NBA championship. They win. Now you got Mike Malone throwing a shot at LeBron. It didn't just stop there, right? General manager, right? Owner of the team comes out, talks about Mike Malone has become, he came into the league as the son of a coach. But now in the playoffs, he became the son of the Lakers. What are we doing? What are we doing? Now, I know I might sound like an angry Laker fan, but I'm not because, for one, I'm not a Laker fan. But I just feel like if you're crying for attention about how no one is talking to you, talking about your team, this is not the right sense of branding you want to throw out there on what is supposed to be the happiest day in your franchise. Your franchise won its first championship. You're celebrating it, and you're taking shots at the Lakers? Man, thoughts, See, please. Thoughts. This speaks to the greatness of LeBron James. Because when I hear you talking about this, it's not the Lakers that they're glad they beat. It's LeBron James that they're glad they beat. Because if we're going to be honest, if we're going to be truly honest, oh, man, here that, come. Wasn't, that wasn't the greatest Laker team we ever saw. 100%. Most people chose them because we know that LeBron can, you know, he can give you that extra edge. But this year, any basketball fan, being honest, knew that it probably wasn't going to happen. Now, to the to the point of them not being spoken of, you have a European tall, awkward Jokic in a unpopular basketball market. I'll be honest with you. I don't believe most people really followed the Nuggets during the regular season. I think everybody kind of started paying attention once they saw that, oh, they looking strong during the playoffs. So you're coming from a market that's not too popular in basketball with a player that's respected, but he's not a star. No one's checking for Jokic the way they do a LeBron or a Harden or a Kyrie or, or Durant. These Correct. are just the facts. Correct. Now, this championship gives you that marketable viability. You know, and honestly, you say that it doesn't help them, but them attacking LeBron helps them. But what it also does is put a big target on their back for the following year. So they better be able to follow up. And if not, they'll just be a one-hit wonder, and they'll be back to obscurity again, and won't nobody care about the Denver Nuggets again. I couldn't have said it better myself. Now, I'm just going to say this. You might want to watch out because some, some people who don't like LeBron, they're going to be on your head. But what you said is so true, though, right? Why are they acting as if they were in the finals against the Lakers? But we get what the brand represents of L.A., right? You're not just playing the Lakers, right? It's just like. How we talk, how LeBron made a statement, right? And a lot of people do not like him because he calls himself the GOAT, right? How he made a statement seasons ago, right? When he was in Miami, and he's talking about how he's chasing this ghost. I feel like it's the same thing with the Lakers, right? It doesn't matter who's playing. If they're in the playoffs, you're 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 playing the ghost of Lakers past. You're playing the spirits of a Kobe Bryant, a Shaquille O'Neal, a Kareem Olajuwon, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, excuse me. I was thinking a big man. Sorry. So mm -hmm. 
when you think about this in that sense, it's like, wow, okay, it helps them. But then, damn, it puts a big target on their back, like you said. And, whoo, things can get ugly because I'm pretty sure the Lakers will not be the only team gunning for them as they are the champions. Oh, no. But it sounds like this might be an opening night game and they might get that ring ceremony. And guess who they're going to play? Because you're taking shots all offseason. You're, 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 giving, you're giving the NBA just this, this urge, this necessity, right? Because the NBA is about making money, and it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy business. You're giving them a reason to give you primetime games against the Lakers, in which, hey, that might be this owner's whole play the whole time let's not stop at the championship right let's get people knowing who denver is and what better way to do that than go after the most marketable team with the most marketable guy on it speaking of marketability man now that the finals are over over under man 30 30 or less games for a john morant suspension what do you think they're gonna give him I'm afraid he may get a year just to, <laughs> just for the NBA to prove a point that we don't condone that street bullshit. I, I'm look, I'm thinking a year, and if that happens, I think that his team may just cut ties with him. That will be an ugly look. That will be. It would. I only say that because it happened twice, so close in between each other. I just, I feel like they're going to try to make a statement. Hey, man, Josh Camp has come out and already said that that was a toy gun. Yeah, yeah, it may have been a toy gun, but they they, they going to they gonna believe the latter, and they're going to punish him, and they're going to punish him hard. I'd say a year. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go 50 games. So I'm going to take the over on the 30. Yeah, I, I think okay. the way Silver kind of said that, you know, they found out some information and uh, they didn't want to take away from the finals. I kind of feel like that that sounds like a suspension, but that's just speculation, though. We'll yeah. see. Um, Zion Williamson. Man, this draft class is going crazy, right? We got gun toting Ja, right? We got gun toting Ja, <laughs> and we got old Trick Daddy down there in New Orleans, man. <laughs> hey, man, uh, it, it, it's so many things you can say. It's so many things that you can say. I just hope he better damn well have a great season, man. <laughs> just listen, put it all on the court. Just yeah. put it all on. The I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be seen on that court. It might be in a different court, maybe a paternity I don't court. Think so either, <laughs> but he damn well better have a good season coming out, man. Because this is just, you know, it's the one thing I hate about the new era is that your personal life has a lot of bearing on your on your professional life, and I don't think it should. Say that again. It's very, it's very messy, but it has nothing to do with the X's and O's. But we live in these times, so that's why I say. But the beautiful thing about this era also is that if you come with another hit, all is forgiven. So 
I'm just hoping he take this as motivation to have a great season, get in shape, you know what I'm saying, and, and really make a mark in the NBA, man. And Hopefully make so. Forget. Just <laughs> make people forget. In the words of Kodak, I hope so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like I don't even, it's hard for me to even want to touch the, the messiness of that situation, but I just hope. And I mean, it was meh. See, right? I, I'm I'm not really into the drama tip, right? Just because of the vibes, but PSA, right? If I got any young listeners out there, especially the male variety, please be careful about who you exchange yourself with. Be careful about who you getting involved with. And know what you getting yourself into. Hey, young, young male males out there right men's if you're making money please zion is the poster boy don't go out like this don't do that just don't do the it the purpose of being famous is to not have to pay for it just remember that <laughs> the purpose of being famous is not to have to pay for it find them ones that don't want you to pay for it they just want you because they want you you will always win when you deal with a woman that just wants you and not the other way around. You famous. You shouldn't have to pay for none of this shit. <laughs> Preach. Preach. I but mean. That's a whole other conversation for another day. But you know what I'm saying, <sighs> man. Like, you know. And like, it's OnlyFans, right? I mean, OnlyFans. Guys, Zion, he, he's got a that's problem. That's what you need to deal with. It, only real fans. Only real fans. I mean, <sighs> yeah, let's get out of that. So. <laughs> Speaking only real fans, average fan listeners, right? As we approach this midway point in the show, hit that five star button, hit that like button, leave a comment, rate the show, get it out there. Now, she transitioned on. Transitioning, it, it happens in coaching, bro, right? When we talk about NBA coaching, we know that coaches get fired, right? We saw Frank Vogel. Win a championship in 2020. We've seen management destroy that team and then fire him the next year. Right? Yep. We've watched Budenholzer in 2021 win an NBA title with Giannis in Milwaukee, and now he's out. Mm -hmm. Doc Rivers, some will say he had the best duo in the NBA. And James Harden, and Joel Embiid, MVP winner, and he got the boot when they couldn't beat Boston, mm -hmm. which even looks worse now that Miami just ran through Boston the way they did. Nick Nurse took over for Dwayne Casey, got him out. Monty Williams took the Phoenix Suns to the promised land, even though they did not win. Then they gave him Kevin Durant for a half a year and kicked the man out. So with some of these coaches, they found new homes. And as we run down this list, y'all, I just want to really to kind of pay attention to the names and the places that they have ended up at. So when we talked about Frank Vogel, he got Monty Williams' old crib. 
And Monty Williams' old crib has some nice furniture in it, y'all. Monty Williams' crib had some nice furniture in it down there in Phoenix, right? You got a nice, you got a nice, nice sectional. Kevin Durant, right? You got, you got Kevin Durant. You got Booker. You got Aiden. Even though Aiden is, eh, is what it is. You have CP3, maybe for a couple more weeks. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Frank Vogel comes into a house that's fully furnished. Do we think that management or Vogel will want to rearrange some pieces in this house? Or do, do they keep it the same? I think he keeps. So if it was a body, he keeps the skeletal structure, but he changed the arms, the legs, the eyes, the nose. He keeps the base, but he just tweaks it to his liking. But I honestly feel like Phoenix kind of jumped the gun. Honestly, they they were facing some hot talent, and they were facing teams that had got better. Definitely really, teams weren't. that had kind of reached the level they were at, and you know they just they couldn't make it through. But it wasn't a a, a failure of a season, if you ask me. And I agree with that. I don't think it was a failure. I think getting rid of money now is ludicrous, unless it was some internal things going on. But I am interested in this man. I'm, I'm I'm interested in this. Frank Vogel coming in might save DeAndre Ayton's career if he stays a Phoenix Sun. Mm. Here's why. I watched Frank Vogel during Indiana's prime years when they had prime Paul George. I'm talking about Paul George who was going tit for tat with LeBron James, Miami Heat LeBron James, right? They had David West. They had George Hill, Danny Granger. But their big man was none other than Roy Hibbert. He made Roy Hibbert this defensive monster who would give you a double-double every game. And it kind of got glossed over due to the fact that they had a prime Paul George, right? And real Pacer fans know. That defense was predicated off of Roy Hibbert and everything he did. Mm-hmm. The next time I saw Frank Vogel coach, he coached the Lakers. And arguably, which was AD's best year as a Laker. Yeah, make a good point. Everybody was talking about, and just the system and the structure of a whole, right? He likes big men. Because you had AD playing the four, AD wasn't playing the five, you had Dwight Howard and you had JaVale McGee. Those were your five and you had AD the four. AD was taking bigs off of the dribble like he was a point guard. People act like they don't remember the battle that they had in the bubble with the Nuggets and how he was really, he was out playing the Joker. Hence, Hey, Mike Malone, that's probably why they thought y'all might lose. So, Frank Vogel got no credit for that. And guess what else happened that year? The Lakers were one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. So now his big man is DeAndre Ayton. And now he has a Devin Booker and a Kevin Durant. Ooh. 
I placed some folding money on Phoenix, and I know they got the CP3 situation lingering, but that's neither here nor there. Monty Williams takes his talent to Motown, to Detroit. That's interesting. That is interesting. Houston, the Rockets, known for the strip clubs, and Travis Scott and Bun B Burgers. Mm -hmm. They get Boston's old coaches, Ime Udoka. It's been a lot of rumors of James Harden maybe wanting to go back to Houston. That'll be interesting. I'm interested to see. Houston has a lot of young talent, and they got a young head coach. I wonder how he relates and changes this team. It's going to be tough. He's going to earn his money. I was surprised that Budenholzer got outed, y'all. I'm sorry. But I understand why they did it. Why? In big games, Coach Bud, as they call him, he would tend to get out coach. And if you don't believe me, I'll give you an example. How many people will really remember Budenhoser and how he had the Atlanta Hawks? Mm. Al Horford, Paul Millsap. Marvin Williams, yeah. Josh Smith, Jeff T. That Hawks team won 60 man, games, that man. Best, that was the best Hawks team. They could not beat the Cavs. They could not beat the Cavs. They got rid of them. But that team, he got Atlanta to a point. I don't. Atlanta has not seen that since. Never. Not even now with, with, with the youngest. Not even now. He goes to Milwaukee. He has the most talented. He has a, I, okay, I'll calm down because I really put my fan glasses on right then. I put them on right then. I'm not going to lie, okay? I'm not going to say most talented, but when we're talking about Giannis, he is the power forward version of Russell Westbrook. He has him. He has Drew Holiday. He has Chris Middleton. They beat the Suns in the finals. He gets fired two years later. So in five seasons, he gets one ring and he's out. But if you watch the playoff games, Bud wasn't making adjustments. And let's just be honest. There's no reason Milwaukee should have lost to Miami. But we got to put that respect on Coach Spolstra because Spolstra was coaching. That's a coaching job right there. I'm sorry. Hey, I know how you feel about him. Hey, bro, that was a coaching job right there. Honestly, this year, he kind of changed my mind. Uh-huh. But I had to give him his respect this year. I get it. Because when you're, when you're successful and you have what people call a super team, they're not going to look at it like, hey, bro, I mean, you, you coached your butt off. It's just like, man, you just all you had to do is just keep your eyes open and the car wouldn't crash. This year, I mean, he really built an engine and put it in that car, and that thing was running. And, they, and they've been building for a couple years, too. So I can't even, you know, I can't front on that. But the one coach out of that whole list is my boy. Um, dang, his name just came out my mind. What the boys? 
Oh, Doc Rivers. Yes. It's time for Doc to sit down. <sighs> Three straight playoff exits for the Sixers. They get Nick Nurse now. They get Nick Nurse. We're going to find out how good of a coach Nick Nurse is. But Doc Rivers, man, a lot of people were really wanting Doc to retire. It's time, man. I, I, I just I feel like he is a decent coach, and he can get it to, to a certain point. But I don't think he has what it takes to take him over the top, especially with the younger generation of players. And his most successful team was an old guard. And I just don't think he messes well with this new generation. You know, he spent a lot of years out there uh, um, with the Clippers, and he couldn't make that happen. And he had all the tools. That probably so that just, team had so much talent, man. J.J. Reddick, yeah. Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, who was high flying, Blake Griffin at that time high flying. You even had Jamal they had Crawford. They had an amazing bench too. You know, it's just I think Doc has kind of passed his time. I don't think he should be a head coach. I think he could still be on the coaching staff. I think he has something to offer. But a head coach, I think he his time is up. And this year, out of all years, like, this is one year I really can't fault Doc. Oh, yeah. This is the one year I cannot fault Doc Rivers. I just think it's kind of like his past caught up to him, right? All those years where he did mess up and he kind of, yeah, yeah, it's Doc. I mean, things just don't go right sometimes in the playoffs. Like, a lot of excuses were made for him. I can honestly say this year was not his fault. This man had the two most famous players for disappearing in the playoffs on his team, and they were his stars. <laughs> yeah, he did have it. You cannot really fault him for this. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, <laughs> like, sometimes people just really have to look and assess the situation. Like, what do we really think was going to happen there with Joel Embiid, James Harden, and then Doc Rivers? Yeah, I think that's the best way. That's the best way anybody could put it, man. His past really did just catch up to him. But I still, now you're absolutely right. But I still think it's time for him to hang it up, man. I can agree with I that. Think I I think it's it is. You ride off in the sunset, because in a minute he's gonna become a Lenny Wilkins. Yeah, the most winning this, most losing this coach. Oops. That is the craziest. <sighs> there I again. Still don't know how. Lenny Wilkins got the most win. I, I, I still don't understand that. But my point is, I just don't think he has what it takes to take that team to the next level. No. To a championship level. I just don't. I know. I, and I could be wrong, but I don't think Nick Nurse does either. Why I don't. Say that? I don't. He, he, did a, he did a hell of a job in Toronto, right? And he gets credit for that championship with Kawhi, right? Because we know that's not Dwayne Casey, right? Dwayne Casey built that core of what it was. They just got rid of DeRozan. Insert Kawhi Leonard. They go to the championship. They win. So a lot of that championship is not Nick Nurse. And 
Nick Nurse is going to find himself in the same category that Eric Sposer had been in since 2014. And it, that is, can Nick Nurse take this team to another level, right? Can you take Joel Embiid and just make him a monster in the playoffs? Because Joel either is hurt in the playoffs or he has untimely bad games. And I don't think that gets talked about enough, right? As much as people are upset about Kawhi Leonard and his injuries and him getting off the hook, Joel Embiid damn near cried for this MVP this year. I mean, the man's damn near cried for this MVP. He got the MVP. Joker got the championship. What can Nick Nurse bring to the table that'll just elevate this team? And look at the team and the roster that they have. I mean, this James Harden domino is huge, man. It's huge. So I say if he come, uh, my I feel like one of them has to go, and I'm leaning towards James Harden. And if he can do that, and, and if he does that, and if he can build anything around Embiid, then I think that'll work. But I think as long as James Harden there, I don't think they'll ever go really far. And as we said, yeah. it's it's rumored that James might be going back or wants to at least go back to Houston. Yeah, let him go. Goodbye. But they said don't. They said also keep your eye out for Phoenix. So I think that's some that's some interesting fits. And hey, if we're talking about Phoenix and we're exchanging guards, I mean CP3 technically got waived, even though he's still with the team. They were telling him that they planned on waiving him. CP3 possibly out in Phoenix. What could be a possible destination for him? So we play the fantasy game, right? If you can, off the top of your head, give me three good landing spots for CP3. First thing that comes to mind is the Celtics. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I agree. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, the second team that comes to mind is, um, let's see, I think out of all the teams. Hmm. Uh, it's tough. Miami don't need. Um, I would say maybe. Uh, damn, that's hard. You give me your three, and I'm gonna come back. All right. So, but the Celtics is the team. Man. I got a. I actually got a top six. Believe it or not, and I get my okay. my bottom three will be an honorable mention, right? So my top three destinations are the mm -hmm. Milwaukee Bucks. The L.A. Lakers mm -hmm. and the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, this is not considering cap space or anything like that. This is just if I had to fantasy like 2K just drop him on the team, those would be my top three destinations. 
just because of the fit like in my that. eyes. Honorable mention, though. We know that CP is nearing the end of his career. It would be nice for him to maybe go back to the Clippers and try to rekindle some magic with Kawhi and Paul George. Chicago would be Chicago would be my fifth team, the Bulls. And Miami Heat will be the number six. Okay. I, I, me personally, I, I don't think I won't want them with, with uh, Miami. What? I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't like that. Why not? I'm uh, just thinking, I don't think it'll help. They had Kyle Lowry out there running point, man. What more do you need to see? I don't think they need nothing else, man. I think they're good. I, I don't think they just came up against a better team, man. Here you go. You drinking that Mike Malone juice now. I, I, I think <laughs> they just came up against a better team. But I do like Chicago. I like the Celtics in Chicago. Them them, them two, I can't really think of anywhere else The Celtics. what you said. The Celtics are a great dynamic just because even though I love what Marcus Smart brings in it, it pains me to say this. I, I like what Marcus Smart brings to this team, but he is not their point guard. Right. And I think if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown had someone who could set up the offense and get them into their sets better, then maybe, maybe we wouldn't have to worry about Tatum and Brown going dribble drive and they can yeah. get some easier shots. Mm-hmm. Um. So that Celtics one is interesting. Chicago is dealing with the Lonzo Ball issue, which we've heard rumblings about. They don't know if he'll ever actually play basketball at the same level or even again. And it's all due to those Triple B shoes. We got to do a podcast about that one. (laughs) (laughs) So losing Lonzo, you get a tough-minded Chris Paul, and you get him in there with, say, like an Alex Caruso or DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Zach Levine, this team is, becomes really competitive because let's be honest, they actually had a a double digit lead on Miami in that play in game before Miami came back. So uh, Memphis might be in the. Hey, I know you got Desmond Bain and Tyus Jones and all that, but they need a veteran bad. Yeah, and I think CP will be the model citizen that a one John Morant would need to get his career back on track. Why do you think they're waving him? <sighs> That's a great question. I think it, in my eyes, I think it's age. I think it's age and I think it's Kevin Durant. Who? No, 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 no. Uh, honestly, I feel like if they didn't have Kevin Durant, he would not be getting waved. But I think they want. I think they feel like they can lean on Kevin and build around Kevin Durant. But if they ain't been paying attention, he's not the guy. That's cr- to the next. That's crazy. That's crazy. So you, that is an interesting take, yo. I'm, yo, I'm, by, I'm, I'm kind of baffled by that one. But I can see it. I can see it through your lenses. I really can. I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand why else. Like you got this far with him, he, he is the guy. Why now? All of a sudden, you like, ah, we don't really need him. It has to be, age, it has to be a youth movement, man. Because I mean, they really don't have any other guard on their team. So to I mean, wave Chris him, Paul, Chris, 
Chris Paul kind of been past his prime, so to speak, if we just talking age. But the man True. still is a solid point guard, still one of the best point guards. So if we just going to go off age, he shouldn't even be playing, if you ask me. He Max. got along in the tooth if you're talking about age. But skill? The skill is sharp. Skill and that IQ. I think, man, I think it will be a dangerous pairing if he somehow slipped up and got with the Lakers all out like he was supposed to. But I'm kind of I'm kind of out of that, right? It's draining. Every offseason the Lakers get yeah, like a star I, point I, guard. It's draining. I just don't I don't have no faith in them right now. I really don't. And you know, that's another topic for another day, but I just I, I please don't go to the Lake. I hope you don't end up out there. But I don't know, man. I, I think they got Kevin Durant, you know, happily, unexpectedly, just boom, we got Kevin Durant. And I think as soon as they got him, that's where they pointed their future towards. I just hate it. And he has those injuries, like those playoff injuries, where it's like he's on the cusp of doing something and then he gets hurt. Like a lot of yeah. people felt like that Denver series kind of flipped a little bit between them and Phoenix when he got hurt. In the two-piece combo, he is the biscuit. What is the star of the two-piece combo? That biscuit. No. The drum and that thigh. That biscuit. That's the star. The biscuit is just it just it complements it so well. You bite the chicken, you bite the biscuit. Oh. But what's oh, the first so thing you'll say when you order that two piece and that biscuit missing? Uh-huh. Hey man, the biscuit is an important piece. You gonna go back and get that biscuit even if you ain't gonna call eat it. They call it a biscuit and a two piece though. They call it two piece and a biscuit and a. You need the ander, right? You need the ander. You need the ander, but you gotta have that two piece. That's why they that's why they say two piece first. Uh, you never heard nobody say, "Let me get a biscuit and two piece." It's well, two piece and a bit. Well, we know we know that that one that might be a breast or a thigh is probably Devin Booker, and we know what the leg is. It's Kevin Durant. Hey, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell nah. That nigga the biscuit, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just a good side. Like, it's just, hey, man. You could do the red beans and rice, but that, that the biscuit is just the most popular side. He's for, the most popular side. For cynical reasons, I want him to be a Laker. Kevin Durant? No, Chris Paul. Chris Paul? Yeah. Hey, man. I have no faith in that organization. I understand I think that. Needs to be broken all the way down. They just need to start over. I agree. I don't think LeBron needs to stay at this point. But where does LeBron go if he leaves? That's why I wanted to retire. But like I said, I'm not going to switch gears and change <laughs> the topic of the show. But I have completely zero faith in that squad. I just don't. It's something. It's something mentally – it's something else going on in that locker room. It's not the skill or the talent. It's they not connecting in some kind of way. That echoes what Pat Bev said too. He said it's yeah, something it's deeper something. than basketball. Yeah, it's it, it's not going to work. They need the Lakers really need a fresh start. I and agree. I wouldn't be mad if they got rid of all of it. Honestly, blow it up, Laker fans. Y'all heard it here first. Blow it up. Start over yeah, again. Man. Don't come bringing no other star and wasting their time because it is just – I feel why you're saying that because I'm not saying 
it'll be good basketball, and I feel like they'll have a decent season. And but also, too, going back to the success of Anthony Davis, it has been shown if you get a savvy point guard around him, he just his game it really accelerates. Like it just it excels, so to say. It really just hits that peak. Like when Rondo was feet, Rondo knew how to feed him the ball. And see, that's another thing, right? Rondo came in there older, right? In a sense, like you say, long in the tooth, came in there. He kind of changed the mentality of that team. And I mean, Rondo was balling that run, even though people say the bubble wasn't real basketball. It's crazy how that works out, right? The same four teams. I did a podcast about that anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Before we get out of here, you made an interesting point, right? You said, hey, LeBron might need to retire. The league, I think, has already recognized this. It's kind of been a reason why I've been upset at John Morant. And it's not because he's acting like a child. But John Morant has in front of him, or had in front of him, the golden opportunity to supplant a LeBron James, right? When Steph retires, KD retires. John Morant had the ability or has the ability to be the face of the league and carry it. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think the NBA already had a plan because the NBA is a market. The NBA is a brand that they were going to reach new territories. And I think they're going international. Here's why I say that y'all, y'all, y'all deal with me. Okay. We got Joel Embiid, who is the MVP. He, is, he wins his first this year. We got Joel Embiid. We got Jokic, who is a two-time MVP winner and an NBA champion. Right, right. We got Giannis Kumpo, who is also a two-time MVP, one-time NBA champion. And we have young Luka Doncic, who is a who in all sense of the word is basically the Slovenian LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Is the league going European? I think the league has been trending towards European game style for a long time. And this story starts with the San Antonio Spurs. Now, we all know that a lot of Sports leagues are very copycat leagues. So when they see one thing work, they try to emulate it. And one thing San Antonio was good for was getting an international player with different skill sets other than the traditional American players. Now, traditional American players are really really ball-dominant, can drive, dunk, or they're shooters or they're bigs. A lot of these European players have many multifaceted skill sets. And the San Antonio Spurs were smart enough to find these type of guys and bring them in their system and dominate for years. And a lot of other teams started to copy that style. Then with the advent of a player like Steph Curry that revolutionized the shooting threes, a, a lot of bigs aren't using their bigness. So you can go get a European 
damn near seven-footer would get handled in a good mid-range game, and it makes sense. That's why we're seeing the success of all these players you're speaking of. And as long as the game style stays the way it is, I think, yes, it, it will go very European, just on the X's and O's. And then, to your point, reaching globally, it has no choice but to. When you got players like Jokic, who just, I mean, to me, should be the MVP. Had a hell of a year. Correct. You cannot deny his game. Can't. So, yeah. And we've been trending that way for a long time. You remember when the Hawks, I think they got an assistant coach from the uh, Spurs? Yeah. This is this is after the year you spoke of. And they started wanting um, some of their players to shoot more jumpers. And all that come from watching San Antonio with that different player. So, yes, I do think they're trending that way. Is it good or bad? I don't know yet. You know what I'm saying? I, me, I lean towards more. I want to see more of the traditional bigs be bigs. But if it works, it works. We're, we're in the age, right? This is funny, right? So, folks, it is a sports show. Joel Embiid and Jokic remind me of Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Okay. Jokic, his game is exactly the same. <laughs> as Tyson Fury's. It does not look like this style should work, and it is highly effective. Awkwardly efficient. Very, very. Jokic <laughs> is the Tyson Fury of the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people don't like it. But as I said, damn, Ja, you dropping the ball big time. Because a lot of these young cats, they're more into the stuff that's off the court. But these European guys, they're seeing the opportunity to become the face of the league. Mm-hmm. And they're not going away. You look at Giannis. Giannis, Giannis probably has an, another, what, 12 years in him if he wants to play at that level. Now, I see him being a family man. He'll probably step away. You know, you got Luka coming in. Luka's about to hit his strides. Jokic tasting that trophy. You know he's going to want another one. Joel Embiid seeing Jokic win one. I'm pretty sure that'll motivate him more. And then, as you talked about with the Spurs, they got the number one draft pick. Wimbenyama. Wimbenyama. Mm-hmm. All it's really going to take is one of these European, European players coming in on some white chocolate shit. That, because it's still American NBA and that that old school flash and that flash style of play is always gonna win over here. If one of them come over here and do that, then you might see a shift. Especially if one come in and then it just start happening over and over and over. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, I could see it trending that way. I really could, and I mean, I respect it, man, because you know. Um, to be that big and that awkward but still have that much skill, man, you can't hate on that. You can't. You can't. You're not you, he's getting it done. As ugly as it looks, he's getting it done. You got to really just embrace it. You got to respect it, man. But that's why I always tell you the way a player plays, man, the way they play. Because just imagine if he had some flair to his game. Just Ooh. imagine then if he had some flair to his game. 
Ooh. It wouldn't even be a question. It wouldn't even be a question of who. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I think it's trending that way, man. Y'all, we're seeing an uprising. We're seeing something completely different. Enjoy the NBA while we got it, y'all. This will be a European-dominated league. And speaking of dominated, another podcast, we have dominated. Glad you guys can support. Hey, continue to rate, like, and subscribe. I'm going to say it every time. Thank you, Jay, for being on the pod. No problem, man. Couldn't do it without you. This has been an Average Fan Podcast. Your host, L. Jones. I'm out.